Good day. I'm Martin Webb, and welcome to the Climate Report, broadcasting every second and fourth Thursday on KVMR FM at 6.30 p.m. On today's show, we put a focus on the last major report being issued this decade from the world's leading scientific body studying climate change, the IPCC, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. We'll also provide some info on how to talk about the climate crisis, which is what research shows is one of the most important steps in taking climate action. Please note, all climate reports are archived on the podcast page at kvmr.org. Normally, we like to leave the more common mainstream climate change articles and issues and news reports to the mainstream media where everyone consumes some of the similar info. And we tend to highlight what's more salient to our local and regional listeners. However, this week was an important week. And the regular news media tended to largely gloss over what is being regarded as the last major report being issued by the leading scientific body, the IPCC, where they synthesized all of the latest data from their most recent round of reporting. The IPCC generally issues reports every six to seven or eight years, depending on COVID, that gives an update on exactly what the science is showing, what the predictions are for the future, and what we can do about it. What's interesting, of course, is how different news outlets report on this important scientific body's work. And what we're going to do is actually give the listeners a quiz. We're going to read two different news articles, and we'd like you to guess who wrote them, who published them. But first, before we do, let's talk a quick minute about headlines, because the IPCC themselves issued their own press release this week. And that headline is vitally important, and they understand the importance of communication and how we frame this important subject. Here is the headline that the IPCC themselves created for their press release for this week's big groundbreaking report. And it's framed in quite, importantly so, positive terms by saying this, Urgent climate action can secure a livable future for all. Let's read that again and think about what they're saying, because most major news media tends to focus on sensationalistic, doomsaying, scare, crisis-oriented headlines, oftentimes what's referred to as clickbait headlines. So again, here's what the IPC said and what they want people to take away from this report. That's what a headline serves as a quick one phrase synopsis of the intent of what follows. And again, their headline is urgent climate action can secure a livable future for all. Notice that there isn't any doom saying it's saying that there's the ability to secure a livable future and not just for a few, but for all. But it takes urgent climate action. So here are the two headlines of the two articles I'm going to read to you. One headline says, UN calls for mass fossil fuel shutdowns to prevent, quote, a climate time bomb. Notice how that headline makes it clear that the UN is calling for a massive reduction 
of fossil fuel use. The UN calls for massive fossil fuel shutdowns to prevent the climate bomb. The other headline we're going to read says, quote, the climate time bomb is ticking. The world is running out of time to avoid catastrophe, the new UN report warns. Notice that both of these headlines decided to focus on the words climate time bomb. One talks about how the world is running out of time, frames it as a catastrophe. The other says that the UN is simply calling for massive fossil fuel shutdowns to prevent a climate time bomb. And again, the IPCC felt it was unnecessary to put the words climate time bomb or catastrophe in their headline. They simply said, urgent climate action can secure a livable future for all. So let's read these two articles. One is written by CNN. One was published on Fox News. Let's see if you can tell the difference which one is which. First, the article that starts off with the headline, UN calls for mass fossil fuel shutdowns to prevent climate time bomb. This article reads, the United Nations published its latest climate change report Monday, which doubled down on global warming-related risks and which the intergovernmental organization dubbed a survival guide for humanity. The synthesis report, assembled by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, represents the UN's latest attempt to sound the alarm on the risks posed by climate change and not taking aggressive actions to halt global warming. According to the document, unsustainable energy and land use has caused the world to warm over one degree Celsius above pre-industrial levels and getting close to the 1.5 degree emergency threshold. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said in a video message Monday, the rate of temperature rise in the last half century is the highest it's been in 2,000 years. Concentrations of carbon dioxide are now at their highest in at least 2 million years. The climate time bomb is ticking. But today's IPCC report is a how-to guide to defuse the climate time bomb. It is a survival guide for humanity. He continued, as it shows, the 1.5 degree limit is achievable, but it will take a quantum leap in climate action. This report is a clarion call to massively fast-track climate efforts by every country and every sector and on every time frame. In short, our world needs climate action on all fronts, everything, everywhere, all at once. I like how he referred to the uh, latest Oscar-winning movie by saying that climate action is needed on all fronts, everything, everywhere, all at once. The report stated that every additional increment of warming that occurs will result in rapidly escalating hazards for humanity. For example, it warned that climate change will spur more intense heat waves, heavier rainfall, and other extreme risks to human health and ecosystems. And food insecurity will increase, while additional conflicts and pandemics will be harder to manage, the report said. 
IPCC Chair Ho Sung Lee said in a statement, mainstreaming effective and equitable climate action will not only reduce losses and damages for nature and people, it will also provide wider benefits. This synthesis report underscores the urgency of taking more ambitious action and shows that if we act now, we can still secure a livable, sustainable future for all. Lee added, transformational changes are more likely to succeed where there is trust, where everyone works together to prioritize risk reduction, and where benefits and burdens are shared equitably. We live in a diverse world in which everyone has different responsibilities and different opportunities to bring about change. Some can do a lot, while others will need support to help them manage the change. The IPCC report further called for a massive investment in clean energy and an immediate phasing out of fossil fuels across the world. The UN also called on Western nations to boost the amount of capital and financing they devote to climate investments. During the most recent UN climate conference in November, nations committed to billions of dollars worth of climate financing for developing countries and rallied to call on private investors to boost climate financing. However, fossil fuels like coal, oil, and natural gas still account for the vast majority of worldwide energy consumption, according to the latest International Energy Agency data. Those three sources provide nearly 70% of all global energy and a large majority of electricity generation, which accounts for another 17% of energy produced. Gutierrez, the UN Secretary General, added on Monday, every country must be part of the solution. Demanding others move first only ensures humanity comes last. The acceleration agenda calls for a number of other actions, specifically no new coal, and the phasing out of coal by 2030 in OECD countries and 2040 in all other countries in ending all international, public, and private funding of coal. He continued, and the article ends by saying, ceasing all licensing of funding or funding of new oil and gas, which is consistent with the findings of the International Energy Agency, stopping any expansion of existing oil and gas reserves, shifting subsidies from fossil fuels to a just energy transition, establishing a global phase-down of existing oil and gas production compatible with the 2050 global net-zero target. So who do you think wrote that article? Was it CNN or was it Fox? So let's read the second article, which has as a headline, The Climate Time Bomb is Ticking, The World is Running Out of Time to Avoid Catastrophe, a New UN Report Warns. Is this CNN or is it Fox? The article says the world is rapidly approaching catastrophic levels of heating with international climate goals set to slip out of reach unless immediate and radical action is taken, according to a new UN-backed report. The climate time bomb is ticking, said Antonio Guterres, Secretary General of the United Nations, in a statement to mark the launch of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change's synthesis report on Monday. Humanity is on thin ice, and that ice is melting fast, he added. The report draws on the findings of hundreds of scientists to provide a comprehensive assessment of how the climate crisis is unfolding. The science is not new. 
The report pulls together what the IPCC has already set out in a cluster of other reports over the last few years, but it paints a very stark picture of where the world is heading. Sarah Shaw, Program Coordinator at Friends of the Earth International, said in a statement, This report is the most dire and troubling assessment yet of the spiraling climate impacts we all face if systemic changes are not made now. The impacts of planet warming pollution are already more severe than expected, and we are hurtling towards increasingly dangerous and irreversible consequences, the report says. While the goal of limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius, which is just shy of 3 degrees Fahrenheit, above pre-industrial levels, is still possible, the report noted the pathway to achieving it is rapidly closing as global production of planet heating pollution continues to increase. Emissions grew by nearly 1% last year. Concentrations of carbon pollution in the atmosphere are at their highest level for more than 2 million years, and the rate of temperature rise over just the last half century is the highest it's been in thousands of years. The impacts of the climate crisis continue to fall hardest on the poor, vulnerable countries that have done the least to cause it. Said Ani Dasgupta, president and CEO of World Resources Institute, in a statement, our planet is already reeling from severe climate impacts, from scorching heat waves and destructive storms to severe droughts and water shortages. The biggest threat to climate change action is the world's continued addiction to burning fossil fuels, which still make up more than 80% of the world's energy and 75% of human-caused planet heating pollution. Despite the International Energy Agency saying in 2021 that there can now be no new fossil fuel developments if the world is to meet climate commitments, governments are continuing to approve oil, gas, and coal projects. The Biden administration has just greenlit the hugely controversial Willow oil drilling project in Alaska. Once operational, it is projected to produce enough oil to release 9.2 million metric tons of planet-warming carbon pollution every year, equivalent to adding 2 million gas-power cars to the road. Arati Prabhakar, the director of the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy, said in a statement that the new UN report shows the Earth's future is not predetermined. Prabhakar said it underscores the urgent need for leaders in every sector in every country to step up and take bold climate action. China is planning a huge expansion of coal, the dirtiest of fossil fuels. In 2022, China granted permits for coal production across 82 sites. That's equal to starting two large coal power plants each week, according to a report last month. But Monday's report also set out pathways to keep the world on track to limit warming to within 1.5 degrees. Dasgupta said this IPCC report is both a blistering condemnation of major emitters in action and a sound blueprint for a much safer and more equitable world. Staving off the worst impacts of the climate crisis will require radical shifts across every sector of the economy and society, according to the report. It called for deep cuts to planet heating pollution by moving away from fossil fuels and investing in renewable energy. To limit warming to 1.5 degrees, global levels of planet heating pollution must fall by 60% by 2035, according to the report. 
It emphasized the need for greater investment to build resilience to climate impacts and increased support for people struggling with climate-related losses, especially in the most vulnerable countries. The report also said, we need to remove carbon from the air, including potentially through technology such as direct air capture. Removing carbon directly from the air and storing it, possibly by injecting it underground. This technology does remain divisive, however, as some believe it distracts from policies to cut planet heating pollution. Hamantha Withanij, chair of Friends of the Earth International, said in a statement in my country, Sri Lanka, the impacts of climate change are being felt now. We have no time to chase fairy tales like carbon removal technologies to suck carbon out of the air. The Secretary General of the UN, Antonio Guterres, called on all countries to massively fast-track climate efforts and, specifically for rich countries, to hit the fast-forward button on commitments to reach net zero, which means removing as much planet-heating pollution from the atmosphere as they emit. For the first time, he said developed countries must reach net zero as close to 2040 as possible, Far earlier than the previous 2050 deadline, a lot of countries, including the U.S. and the U.K., have pledged to meet. Guterres said today's IPCC report is a how-to guide to defuse the climate time bomb, but it will take a quantum leap in climate action, he added. The report, which was signed off over the weekend by representatives from the U.N.'s nearly 200 countries, will feed into the next UN climate conference called COP28 in Dubai at the end of this year. This conference will include the first ever global stock take from the Paris Climate Agreement. It's an assessment of progress toward addressing the climate crisis and averting climate catastrophe. So that was the article that referenced how there's a catastrophe, we're running out of time, there's a climate bomb, they talked about Biden approving the Willow Project. They talked about China approving lots of coal projects. They talked about sucking carbon out of the air. Was that Fox or was it CNN? The previous article was the one that had the headline that talked about the UN simply calling for fossil fuel shutdowns to prevent the climate time bomb. They didn't talk about Biden. They didn't talk about China. They didn't talk about sucking carbon out of the air. Was that Fox or was that CNN? And again, going back to the headline that the IPCC wrote that was largely ignored by a lot of the headlines and major media, their main message was urgent climate action can secure a livable future for all. Well, the answer is the first article I read was Fox. The second article that I just read, the one that focused on Biden and China, that was CNN. So what's fascinating is there are different takes on this and where you might think that some news media doesn't talk about it or puts a spin on it, in some cases that's not always true. And the scientists themselves are desperately saying one thing while the news media instead prefers to put clickbait spin on things in order to scare and titillate people, which doesn't necessarily always help the situation. Now to dovetail on this report, I'd like to read something that was put out by a website called The Conversation. And what we've talked about a lot here on The Climate Report in regards to research is that most Americans are very concerned about the effects of climate change. And most Americans think 
that most Americans don't care about climate change. And polls continue to show most Americans, therefore, don't talk about climate change because they don't think anyone else cares when actually everyone does. And the research continues to show that one of the strongest forms of climate action required is simply talking about the issue. We've talked about studies that show, just like any other common problem, if you have some sort of drug addiction or there's some sort of um, domestic violence in your family, if no one talks about it, problems continue. We have to talk about problems in order to solve them, according to research. But there's also a lot of academic study into how to talk about this, because there are ways that turn people off as well as turning people on to climate action. So here is an article entitled, How to Talk to Your Family and Friends About the New IPCC Report, Five Tips from Climate Change Communication Research. This is written by Josh Edinger. He's a doctoral candidate at the School of Geography and the Environment at Oxford. And he writes, The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change's latest report is a sobering read which some describe as a final warning from scientists. The core message remains the same as prior IPCC reports. Human-driven climate change is happening, it's bad, but we can act, though we now have even less time. On the positive side, there are growing indications that humanity will avert the worst-case global warming scenarios. We already have the knowledge and tools needed, and progress is being made, but not quickly enough. It's important that people who already know about climate change and treat it seriously take proactive steps to speak with others about IPCC reports and climate change more generally. As a researcher examining how to promote successful climate discussions among diverse groups of people, I have become convinced that one of the most effective ways of doing this is simply by talking to our family, friends, co-workers, and communities about climate change. This not only helps mobilize climate action, it also creates spaces for us to process and reflect upon climate change, which can at times feel very overwhelming. Despite the scale of the problem, we do not often speak about it. There are a variety of reasons for this, including a false perception that others do not care about climate change as much as we do, that it will spark contentious political debates, and a lack of confidence in our own knowledge about the topic. Raising such a depressing topic can generally feel awkward. Speaking up about climate change, therefore, takes courage. So, Rather than hoping that others will read about the new IPCC report in the news, here's an alternative idea. Send someone you know a link to a news article about it, or even the report itself. Then have a discussion about it. You could also share this discussion at talkclimatechange.org, a website colleagues and I created to track climate conversations happening around the world. That's talkclimatechange.org. Ideally, try to engage someone who doesn't normally talk about climate change. 
Matter of fact, as a side note, that's what the Yale communication studies have shown on climate change is that one third of Americans talk about climate change somewhat often and frequently. The other two thirds of Americans rarely or never talk about it. So if one third of Americans are talking about it all the time, but the other two thirds never hear about it, who are those one third talking to? They're talking to themselves. So again, the article says, ideally try to engage someone who doesn't normally talk about climate change. Here are a few conversation tips to consider if you decide to raise the topic. And we've got five tips. Number one, listen more than you speak. Remember, it's a two-way conversation, not a lecture. Focus on asking questions. What do they think about climate change? How do the conclusions of the new IPCC report make them feel? What do they think we should do about it? Really try to listen to what they have to say, rather than interjecting your own views, though, of course, you can and should share your perspective as well. So that's number one, listen more than you speak. Number two, affirm emotional responses. Climate change can spark diverse emotional responses in different people. Some might feel angry, fearful, and worried, while others might feel hopeful and optimistic. If your conversation partner expresses emotional sentiments, it's not your job to judge those feelings. Simply affirm that it is a complex topic and that it's okay to feel the way they do. At the same time, don't be afraid to push back against claims that the world is absolutely doomed. You might say something like, I understand where you're coming from, but for what it's worth, thousands of IPCC experts say there is still time to act to avoid the worst consequences of climate change. So that's number two, affirm emotional responses. Tip number three, tailor the conversation. Find ways to adjust your conversation based on what people are interested in. Researchers call this tailoring. You do not need to do this surreptitiously. Simply express that you'd like to explore what climate change means to them. For example, if your friend loves skiing, talk about the potential impacts of climate change on mountain slopes. If they have grandchildren, Talk about intergenerational impacts. The key is to find ways to help people connect the dots between what they already care about and acting on climate change. This conversation will be different for everyone. So that's number three, tailor the conversation. Again, number one was listen more than you speak. Tip number two is affirm emotional responses. Tip number three is tailor the conversation. Number four is embrace uncertainties. IPCC reports are very carefully calibrated with levels of scientific certainty. Likewise, you do not need to know all the answers on climate change. In discussions, don't be afraid to say you don't know. Sometimes the best answer can be, that's a good question. I'm not really sure, so we should look it up. That's tip number four. Embrace uncertainties. And lastly, number five, explore actions together. Before ending your discussion, try to pivot to action. The new IPCC report makes clear that feasible climate solutions already exist for every sector. And 
that individuals have an important role to play. Explore what steps you might be able to take together, whether through lifestyle choices such as diet or transportation, or through actions aimed at politics and policymakers such as voting, contacting elected officials, or joining a protest. If your conversation partner is ready to act, make plans. If they are hesitant, suggest that you can follow up at a later point. If they respond negatively to the idea of taking personal climate action, agree to disagree and try to end on a positive note. Even if no direct outcomes arise out of your discussion, remember that simply having a climate conversation is a significant accomplishment. With scientists across the world warning us about the need for urgent climate action with greater alarm than ever, it is uncertain how long heightened attention to climate change in the wake of the new report will last. However, by speaking with our family, friends, and communities about it, we can help maintain the attention this crucial issue deserves and widen the pool of people engaged in climate action. So that's from The Conversation, How to Talk to Your Family and Friends About the New IPCC Report, Five Tips from Climate Change Communication Research. That's all for today's Climate Report broadcasting and podcasting here on KVMR-FM and at kvmr.org every second and fourth Thursday at 6.30 p.m. I'm Martin Webb. As always, today's show will be archived and posted to the KVMR website's podcast page for sharing or re-listening. For questions or comments, feel free to email climatereport at kvmr.org.